letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include coping with a shortage of police officers in Minneapolis, our instant summer, and a new way to get through airport security a little bit faster. But we start with Minnesota becoming the 23rd state to legalize recreational marijuana. Susie Jones begins our team coverage. Legal. There you go. Governor Tim Walz signing the bill to legalize recreational marijuana in the state. The bill got more than 30 different committee hearings and some tough scrutiny before making its way to his desk. Starting August 1st, you can possess two ounces of marijuana outside your home, two pounds at home, and you can grow eight plants. With retail operations set to open up in about 12 to 18 months, former Governor Jesse Ventura, who fought hard for this for decades, was on hand for the signing, leaving the large crowd with his final thoughts. Jimi Hendrix is looking down on Minnesota smiling. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. Among those hailing the legalization of recreational marijuana are those in Minnesota's black and brown communities. According to the American Civil Liberties Union, black people are three and a half times more likely than whites to be arrested for marijuana possession. John Barty is African-American and shared his thoughts after the bill signing. It's like black and brown bodies are criminalized over a plant that none of us actually care about. Under the new law, Minnesota will also become the first in the nation to automatically expunge the records of people convicted of prior marijuana offenses. According to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives, marijuana users in Minnesota would be prohibited from owning a gun despite recent changes to state law. The Federal Gun Control Act of 1968 says that an individual who is a current user of marijuana is prohibited from shipping, transporting, receiving or possessing firearms or ammunition. Federal law still categorizes a cannabis user as an unlawful user of a controlled substance with no exceptions made for medicinal or recreational marijuana purposes. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. It is instant summer for the rest of the week and even into next. Here we go. Mother Nature saying, all right, uh, you know, hold my beer. You want heat? You want summer? I'll give you an extra dose. To make up for April. That is WCCO Radio Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas. He says we can expect scattered showers, maybe even a storm some of the days this week. Uh, And that rain, he says, we can use because May was actually two inches drier and four degrees warmer than average in the Twin Cities. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The city of Minneapolis is once again making a push to hire more police officers and 911 dispatchers. The Office of Community Safety says Minneapolis remains 200 officers short of reaching its goal of 731 officers, which is the number currently budgeted for the city. Commissioner of Community Safety Cedric Alexander. We are working hard to get our staffing back up so that we can even do better than what we're doing now. And certainly we would have great opportunities to do more when we have more personnel. And we should be able to get back up to those numbers. It's going to take some time. The city's 911 call center is 20 people shy of its staffing goal of 70 people. That number ensures emergency calls are handled at an optimum level of speed, which is under 15 seconds per call. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. 
The new pilot program at MSP Airport looks to reduce congestion at TSA security checkpoints. Metropolitan Airports Commission spokesperson Jeff Lee explains MSP Reserve. But it allows passengers to book a time window to go through security um, to sort of give them more certainty about that process. Those times can be reserved between 3.45 a.m. and 8 a.m., which are the busiest screening times at Terminal 2. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. We may soon learn the fate of whether or not Twins games will continue to be televised on Bally Sports North. WCCO's Mark Fry has more. A federal bankruptcy judge hears arguments this morning in a lawsuit filed by the Twins, three other teams in Major League Baseball against Diamond Sports Group, the owner of Bally Sports North, and other sports networks. Diamond has missed required payments to the teams after filing for bankruptcy protection earlier this year, but has continued airing games. Bally Sports North has made partial payments, but the teams want full payment or termination of their contracts. MLB has indicated it is prepared to take over game broadcasts, which it plans to do for the San Diego Padres starting today. Thousands of Minnesota hourly school workers will have access to state unemployment benefits during the summer for the first time in 80 years. It's about time, right? Katina Taylor is an education support professional in the Minneapolis public school system. Teachers can't do that work without us, which means students can't learn without support staff. But all that starts to change this summer. She joined others on the University of Minnesota campus, including Mike Kelly, who recalled what it was like without that safety net. In the past, when summer came or long breaks came, what we found was we couldn't feed our families. We couldn't pay our rent. We couldn't make the mortgage. There was a lot of difficulties and hardships. More than 60,000 hourly school workers are expected to benefit from this new law. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minnesota Democratic Party leaders have voted to ban Minneapolis City Council candidate Nasri Warsami from ever seeking the party's endorsement for any elected office. The ban follows a pair of bylaw changes approved Tuesday night by the Minnesota DFL Party's Central Committee that include banning anyone that engages in violence at political events, including candidates. The move stems from a chaotic scene at a nominating convention back on May 13th in Minneapolis when supporters of Nasri Warsame violently stormed the stage and disrupted the event as Ward 10 Minneapolis City Councilwoman Aisha Chugtai took the stage along with supporters to seek delegates backing for the seat. At least two people were injured and the event ended without an endorsement. Changes made by the DFL Tuesday night opened the door for Warsame to be ousted from the party altogether. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Laura Oaks. Minnesota police officers accused of misconduct can now have their licenses revoked under new rules adopted by the Minnesota Board of Police Officers Standards and Training. Before the change, an officer would have had to be convicted of a crime to lose their license. Board Chair and Mendota Heights Police Chief Kelly McCarthy says she doesn't worry about any possible impacts on recruiting. I think it will be not only easier to get new officers, it'll be easier to keep your good ones. Um, Because nothing crushes your spirit as a police officer like being judged by the worst in your ranks. McCarthy tells WCCO's Adam and Jordana the change puts the post board rules in line with many other state boards. She says the decision followed a lot of hearings, meetings, and input from the public. The city of St. Paul is rising above a statewide shortage of lifeguards. Here's WCCO's Taylor Rivera. Across the metro, cities like Maple Grove, Minneapolis, and St. Louis Park are facing lifeguard shortages. A manager with Elm Creek Park Operations told CBS News earlier this month it's often a race to make sure enough lifeguards are staffed and it can be competitive. 
St. Paul's Aquatic Facility Supervisor David Albornoz has maintained a staff of over 200 lifeguards each summer and says part of winning the race starts with community engagement. And the only way you're going to have people come and work for you is by building that ongoing relationship. They need to know that they're going to come to a safe place, that they're going to be valued, respected, and treated well. Most Minnesota pools and beaches have already opened for the season and are looking to hire lifeguards. Governor Tim Walls is in South St. Paul this afternoon at an elementary school where he's talking about taking action against climate change. He and Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, as well as several state commissioners, visited the Capuzia Education Center, as the school is powered by a rooftop solar array, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan. This year we committed Minnesota to 100% clean energy by 2040 and passed Minnesota's largest investment in climate in the history of our state. Just accomplishing one of those things uh, would be a big deal, but accomplishing both of them gives me a lot of hope for the future. The new measures will guide the state's work to reduce greenhouse gases and prepare the state for the impacts of climate change. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. Minnesota Congresswoman Angie Craig fractured and dislocated her ankle when she tripped while doing yard work at her Prior Lake home on Monday. Craig scheduled to undergo surgery Thursday and doctors advised her not to fly in advance of the surgery or immediately after, keeping her away from voting on the bipartisan budget agreement to raise the nation's debt ceiling. The debt ceiling bill must pass in both the House and Senate ahead of Monday, June 5th, when the Treasury Department says it will not be able to pay all of the nation's bills. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter celebrating today after what he called an historic legislative session that will bring a lot of money to his city. We're receiving $120 million in bonding, eight, just over $8 million in local government aid, $13.5 million in public safety supports. Uh, we're fixing bridges. Uh, we're fixing roads. We're eliminating lead service lines. We are removing dead trees. We are giving this city uh, an extreme makeover. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. The city is also going to be asking voters to approve a citywide sales tax to permanently fund its bad roads. Finally today, Black Duck 8th grader Maximus Katsoulis is the lone survivor of the five Minnesota kids who made it to the National Spelling Bee. CBS's Wendy Gillette. The Scripps National Spelling Bee Finals are Thursday, which prompts the question, how do they choose the words participants are asked to spell? Turns out the list is the work of 21 people, including five former Spelling Bee champs. They hear each potential contender, its language of origin, part of speech, definition, and the word used in a sentence. Sometimes hearing the word out loud demonstrates issues, like two words with similar pronunciations. There are 230 middle and elementary school students who take part in the contest. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.